Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor, where each week I sit down with counselors from In Him Christian Wellness to talk about life issues, mental health, and ways to intentionally pursue Jesus right in the middle of our struggles. Relational, practical, and full of great conversations, I guarantee it will be 30 minutes of your time well spent. Hey, well, welcome everybody to this episode of the Pastor and the Counselor. We are so glad that you are with us, and by us, I mean uh, John and Corinne from In Him Christian Wellness, and uh, I'm Pastor Ryan from New Life, and uh, we are the Pastors and the Counselor, and so it's so good to be with you today. Good to be recording uh, again. Those of you that maybe didn't get to listen to our kickoff after the summer podcast, uh, we've been... uh, we took a little break. We took some of our own advice and, uh, and had a little rest and uh, are coming back fired up, ready to, uh, ready to engage with all of you. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Big things within him. John, we've, uh, we talked about that last time, but, uh, but again, just expansion, you know, more people, more space, a uh, lot of exciting things, new people here in Carlisle, Carlisle sites booming, Shrewsbury sites booming. Yes, um, a lot of, lot of great kingdom opportunities. You know, the, as we do expand, we continue to um, reinforce the idea that spiritual fruit comes from spiritually vital lives we have with God. Mm-hmm. And so... Hearing of Corinne's ability to, you know, to to run and 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 not do her grow weary, to not grow, <laughs> and to physically get out there and yeah. take care of herself, to exercise, and you know your ability to sabbatical, to go on sabbatical and taking moments, right? So we continually preach to our staff to um, find the kingdom work that God's calling them into, whether it's in Him or elsewhere. And to steward their, their, their bodies, their minds, mm-hmm. and their time well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whether it's actively with in Him Christian Wellness or outside of it, but to enjoy the goodness that God has in that yeah. in that endeavor, right? Like chariots of fire, I find the <laughs> pleasure in running. Now, yeah. That's not me, but yeah, I don't. That's Corinne. I, guess that's I don't me. resonate with that either. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely Corinne. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I was in getting some new shoes this week, and like you know, I don't run because I go through a pair of shoes a year, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so the the person who was so what are you gonna do in these? You know, are you a runner? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm on my feet a lot. I do a lot of walking. I'm moving all the time. Um, but uh, so he's like, so you don't want to test these out with a run. And I'm like, no, I'll just walk around the store like I've done for the last, you know, <laughs> 49. Well, I didn't walk for the first year, but, you know, 48 <laughs> years. It's put the shoes on and walk around the shoe store. I don't need to go for a run. But there was this other girl that was in there. And uh, she's in, and she's like, the shoes that I've got, you know, I, she's a runner, and she's like, they're, I'm, I'm finding they're hurting, you know, as I'm running, I'm, I'm getting, like, my shins are hurting, and blah, 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 and, um, 
and and so she was getting a new pair of shoes even though when I looked like her pair of shoes they were like mint condition you know <laughs> they were awesome but they weren't doing for her what she needed them to do and so and she did take them out for a test drive I didn't know you could do that like I thought around the store was kind of outside she did they sent her out for a run Huh. Yeah, she ran out and around a, a building and back because they, again, they wanted to see, you know, if the shoes that they were testing with her were going to be the right ones, you know, for her. And what I love, and <laughs> I'm not just sharing about that for, uh, for just to share it, although it would be kind of funny just to leave us hanging on that one, um, <laughs> because I think that's the beautiful thing about In Him is that when people come in, um, it's not just one size fits all. Mm. Uh, y there's so many beautiful people on the team. Uh, so many men and women who have different gifts and abilities, and there's such a collaborative atmosphere. Uh, John, it starts with you. You know, that's your heart is uh, not just to be the to be the one, but to to f to be a part of the the team and Holy Spirit's leading into. Uh, what people need and when, and uh, and so that's I love that you know, uh, you come in and it may be for a short stint counseling talk therapy is what's needed, but then there's there's a, a a wall or a barrier that's found or acknowledged, and all of a sudden you know like you've mentioned before, uh, exercise, you know therapy around breathing and. Uh, and slowing down can be brought in, or art therapy, or massage, and mm, it's just so good, so good. It's powerful. You know, we've we've seen um, incredible work around trauma through clinical massage because it it helps um, helps your brain rewire the the experience of trauma. Mm. Yeah, and we've seen nutrition, especially. Um, be effective for depression and anxiety. I was working with the person who had been depressed for a number of years, and after looking at like dietary habits and realized that a little bit of food throughout the day, a little bit more water mm. um, would be healthy, and it was a significant. This person came in. They said, "I haven't felt good in years." Hmm. And it was a matter of just eating, eating some food, drinking some water throughout Chang the day. Changing the fuel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, man, it, what, a, what a joy it is to see people really find themselves again mm -hmm. through these different, through these different modes. Yeah. yeah. Corinne, you specifically work in uh, talk therapy, counseling, mm -hmm. in that sense. And you and I were talking the other day, one of the things that you see a lot um, is, and this kind of touches in with the, the whole collaborative sense, mm -hmm. but you hear people saying, um, you know, just that they, they're, well, you share it because, you know, <laughs> okay. I, the way you said it was so good. Um, just, just people struggle with this mm -hmm. time and time again. It's like a repetitive you know, statement that you're hearing. What is it? Yeah. So Ryan always asks John and I, what What are things that you're seeing? You know, what are you seeing as a trend or commonly coming up in, 
in therapy sessions and usually I don't answer him. Um, usually I just have him come up with topics himself <laughs> and I don't help. Um, but <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but yes, but I was, um, you know, thinking after he had asked me and kind of, I was in a session with someone and I realized how often it comes up that people feel like they can't, they, they don't want to share what's going on with them with the people in their lives because they feel like a burden mm. to the other people. Um, and it have clients of all ages, young kids don't want to share with their friends. Adolescents don't want to share, you know, teenagers don't want to talk to their friends because their friends are going through things. Young adults, older adults, nobody wants to talk to the people in their lives about what's going on with them mm. because they're worried that it'll stress the other person out or it'll be too much or it'll just, they'll feel like they're burdening the other person. Mm. So it happens a lot. <laughs> Which, you know, it's uh, that really, I'm just thinking that's like the most organic, basic form of collaborative care, right? So like even, even before somebody comes in for, you know, specialized professional help, there's a layer of having <laughs> connections with people and sharing with people that is how we're wired. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole breakdown in, in how we've been created to be in community, how we're wired to like not carry burdens on our own. And even spiritually, Jesus said, you know, cast your... <laughs> Cast your cares on me, like take my yoke upon you and, and I'll mm -hmm. pick up yours. So there's this whole piece that you're talking about that all of a sudden there's a not just a, a link in the chain missing. There's a whole foundational piece when people are coming into you guys that's that's not there. That's one of the, the first areas of assessment, mm -hmm. social support. Right. And and sometimes these clients have social support. Mm. You know, they have friends. There are times where clients don't have a whole lot of community or supports. And then we can talk with them about how to build that back up. But there are times when clients ha list tons of people that are on their support network. And then we talk about, are you able to talk with those people? And they say no, <laughs> because they don't want to burden them. So there is some sort of disconnect happening. Well, what do you, times. Wh like, let's go there. What are some of the, what do you think the disconnect is, Corinne? Like, as you're looking at it, like, what do you, what are you hearing? What are some of the disconnects? Well, I think some people, especially, I work with a lot of teenagers, and a lot of them feel that their friends or the other people's in their lives have too many things going on themselves. Hmm. You know, they have, there's just so much hurt going on that individuals that I'm seeing don't want to add anything, any stress to anybody else. So it's really, it's like a selfless act almost mm. in a lot of cases, um, at least that I'm hearing. And they don't want to add any, they don't want to share their, what they're going through because they don't want anyone to worry about them or add to what they already have on their plate. So my guess is, <clears throat> and then you jump in, John, but my guess is that Chances are good at one point or another they've attempted to share, but in that they've run into something, you know, um, would be my guess. I'm sure that's sometimes the case. Yeah. Sometimes we have to challenge the thinking, though, because 
the client, people don't necessarily feel like it's a burden to hear from other people. I'm sure we'll get into that, you know, but it's just a perception of, well, this person has a lot going on in their own life. I wouldn't want to add on to their plate, Mm -hmm. even if they haven't already tried, you know, Mm. to see how it would go. Hmm. So do you think it's um, it's an issue of identity like people don't want, well, I'm not, I don't have that, there's not a value, I'm not worthy of that kind of receiving that kind of care, or is it an aspect of community that we don't have these rhythms of walking with each other through mm. the ups and downs? Yeah, I think both, both mm. things for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think in some ways, I wonder if because there's so much, um, how worth there is so much drama. So, so TV, um, uh, social media, everybody. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use generalizations. <laughs> I don't, don't love doing that, but but everybody is putting their stuff out there, hmm. right? Like, I mean, you're on Reels or you know TikTok or any social media, and you see people in a lot of ways, everyone dumping their stuff. So so I wonder if there's even just this beginning layer where where the culture around has been. It, it appears as though there's so much dumping, there's so much sharing, that then that over it it almost overloads the system. Does that make sense? Like it, it's it's like oh like there's so much happening in the world, like the news media, everything. You don't typically see the good story or the healthy encouragement story. It's it's the heaping on of bad news and problem and breakdown. And so then that just in itself does what you, I think, said, um, uh, Corinne, in that it it begins to form a perception mm-hmm. of, well, he can't handle anymore or yeah. she can't handle anymore. And also a comparison piece. I hear a lot mm. of times, well, my problems aren't anything like theirs. Mm. You know, I shouldn't even be complaining about this you know, or having a hard time with this. Because look at all of these other bigger problems out there. That's, I, I've heard, I, I hear that all the time too. So I would, I would agree with you as a, as a pastor. I hear that a lot. Yeah. And the, the other part of it, right, is that idealized sense of other. You know, we experience it through Facebook, people smiling on vacation, people smiling as a family unit. Well, why can't, our family function that way, be happy on vacation, right? Mm. And so, so maybe this, this place of you can't, it might be hard for you to understand because you have it all together, mm. at least through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I can't really be transparent too. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like a very layered issue, but maybe foundationally it's, it's the place of, as a community, we, we don't, know how to walk with each other mm-hmm. through life yeah. fundamentally yeah is there a question of tr- is there a question of trust mm-hmm. you know that is a part of it um, I think perception and um, 
perception, maybe even a little bit of expectation, you know, are definitely perception is a part of it. Trust, you know, um, protection. So I think there is a good part, a, 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 a healthy, you know, um, selflessness, you know, wanting, not wanting to burden people. That's a good thing. Like, I'm, I, I feel care, like when people come to me and say, I just didn't want to burden you, there's a part of me that feels cared for, in a, in a sense. Like, thank you for not, like, dumping on me. But at the same hand, there's the other side of it, is what's not, what's not being said. You know, I'm hurting, and you didn't trust me enough to, to share with me, or, you know, you made the decision. I say that to a lot of people now. So... So I've, I've found the same thing, you know, people come and after the fact, well, I didn't want to burden you, you know, as a pastor, you're so busy, you've got so much on the go. And I, my, my new statement is, well, let me make the decision on whether I'm too busy to walk with you in it or not. Um, don't assume or, or just, you know, make a perception that I'm not available for you uh, or that I can't handle it. Let me, like, at least trust me enough to, to be honest, whether I can or can't. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think if, if we maybe take that step of, you know, honest communication and trusting one another in being honest with one another, maybe there's a breakdown there. I Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's so many reasons and combinations of reasons why people don't feel ready or able to share with the people in their life what, what they're going through. And I think trust, like what you were just talking about, Ryan, is absolutely one of the things because sometimes I have clients who come in and they say, you know, this person shared all of this stuff with me and I didn't know what to say. You know, so then they think, well, if I share all of this stuff with somebody, they're not going to know what to do and they're going to be put in this position of awkwardness, right, mm. or not knowing how to help and I don't want to put them in that spot. Mm -hmm. And so being able to trust one another to say what they're able to handle is something that a lot of people don't realize that they can do or that uh, the other person can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trust. That's a, that's a great word for this. I'm sure people have tried and then been burned, right? Their that story too. has been shared. <laughs> yeah before or you get the response that's not helpful right if you just believed more had better faith or whatever someone brought a little bit of commentary into your life when you just needed a, a listening ear yeah i think one of the <clears throat> i think uh just what you just said john just like <laughs> um you know one of the common answers maybe from a christian you know, kind of uh, person, churchgoer, is I'll be praying for you, you know, which I think a lot of people, you know, even, even sometimes I tune that out. Like, will you really, like, and, and we go from our own, like, I, I'll, I, I've told people in the past, I'll be praying for you, and then I forget, you know, like, and then three days later, oh, thanks for praying for me, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And I just, so what I've been doing, and I think this is such a way to just kind of maybe get at some of what we're talking about, stop and pray right then and there. Mm. You don't need to have the answer. 
let's go to the one who knows. Let's go to the one who, 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 who does care far beyond we could ever care. Let's go to the per- let's go to our Father, who has supernatural power. You know, to to bring about um, change, transformation, healing, uh, the words of hope. You know, uh, Jesus being the Word. Let's go to Him first. And even just that praying together right then and there, uh, for me, that even feels like, oh, then I don't necessarily need Corinne to figure out my problem. She's joining me in it. And maybe that's what we really want. Maybe that's what people really want is just to know somebody's joining them in their, their journey. That's very, very true and powerful, powerful thought. You know, Deuteronomy 6 um, God is instructing folks how to teach their, the next generation. And it, it, the concept is as you go, you know, as you're yeah. living life, That's right. talk about me, right? So they, that there's an understanding. But it's also connected with that interpersonal relationship. Mm. We're not designed to be without community. Yeah. Church is supposed to be a community, right, where we can live not perfectly, but with grace and honesty and developing those characteristics, right, that draw us closer to him. Hmm. It's true. So as we do life, so it is like a two, two-pronged aspect, right? Yeah. Understanding God within the context of his provision, which includes community. How does someone find a trustworthy yeah. person? I was thinking the same thing. Uh, so since you and I were thinking it, let's direct our attention <laughs> over to Corinne. I think. I think. <laughs> well, I was going to say I feel privileged that people will will come to counseling and see that as a place to, to not be a burden uh, mm. for like the first time, you yeah. know, if yeah. they've never felt that or if they've struggled with that. Right. So that's that's honestly one of the first steps is having having someone feel able to share with somebody else. You know, even though it's a professional relationship, mm-hmm. it's a practice step. Right. That's right. You're able to to practice with me or with John or whoever they're talking with that how it feels to share what's going on in their lives with someone. Mm-hmm. And then from there. We can begin to piece together, well, how can we begin to trust other people in your life with some of these pieces, right? Yeah. And God, of course. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I love, um, you know, one of the places where this happened for me first, um, you know, 2009, I would say, was in some ways, (laughs) there were moments of it prior, but 2009, I kind of broke, broke the mold of sharing in my life. And it was it was through having a uh, a mentor, somebody that a relationship that was more definitely intentional. It was a it was a, a determined kind of relationship. Like we determined the the boundaries, we determined kind of the time frame, and so it was a you know once a month I knew that I was going to be connecting with Mark, and um, and it. And that was super helpful. He was going to ask me questions, and I was going to, you know, it was, I was going to be honest, and we were going to work through the things that, and it wasn't a counseling relationship, it was a mentoring relationship. It was somebody who had some experience 
that uh, was a little bit, you know, further ahead in some areas than me. And um, so I think there's, like you just said, so the professional talk therapy is a really important practice. It's a great step. But there are other there are other ways, too, to begin learning how to develop healthy listening relationships. You know, not every time we go out for coffee needs to be a dump, <laughs> you know, a dump and run session. I think that's maybe where it can be less helpful <laughs> is if every time we go out with somebody, it's just dumping our problems with one another. Um, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm saying that in a general in a general sense, but... Um. Yeah, doing life doesn't always have to be epic, right? Mm. It's, not, it's not a homecoming dance that, you, that has to be epic or a prom or whatever is epic in your mind. Mm. Doing life is... There's ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. There's, there's some rest, mm -hmm. and then there's some awesome moments, too. And so being able to walk with another person through the ups and downs, through the quiet, but kind of being in sync with another person, I think, builds that, that place of trust. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the professional relationship. There is value to that. Huge No value. doubt. Yeah. Now we hear, like you said, I don't want to be a burden. I also hear, I've never told anybody this in my entire life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had people holding on to mm -hmm. secrets for decades. Mm -hmm. For decades. And the weight of that. The trauma of that. You mentioned trauma. That's traumatic. Yeah. Like holding those things. That's traumatic. You know, the amount of stress and, and how that affects the whole body, which is, again, back to, you know, why integrative care is so important. If Man, I think about some of the stuff I held in. I was sharing I, with Corinne. I did a funeral uh, this last week. And, and um, you know, talking with the 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 one granddaughter you know just like i think she was feeling she was feeling overwhelmed because she hadn't broken down yet mm. it was all about the breaking down moment and i just said let me tell you a story i said my grandparents when i was your age they were killed in a car accident and there were moments of some tears but i said it wasn't until literally like 5 years later when it, like the grief and I was finally able to share at a level of where, you know, it poured out. And it was because I had somebody, you know, that in that moment I trusted somebody in that moment that was willing to listen. And, and, you know, in some respects I had practiced exactly what <laughs> we're talking about not doing, holding it in. Cause I, my, you know, my mom had just lost her parents. My dad was taken, you know, care of the farm along with full-time school teaching. like So it was just like, when I looked around, everybody was feeling it, everybody was burdened, and so, you know, good firstborn, you know, you just put up, shut up, keep moving forward, but then down the road, there was a need, you know, to, to, to share it. Do I wish, hindsight, that I had just, you know, kind of like, just pulled somebody aside? Ow. Every, you know, like absolutely just sharing the story. It didn't need to go five years. Mm -hmm. It was because I was practicing what we're saying we isn't helpful. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, my parents would have dropped everything. 
I know they would have. Like, there is no question in my mind. They would have dropped everything to listen and to, to just be and to help. Uh, or there would have been a pastor. Or there would have been. Like, there would have been. I think there's always someone, right? It's just in our mind, our perception. We just don't think there's anyone there that can, can do it. And th- there always is. You know, there always is. It doesn't matter. Again, you may maybe somebody who's feeling alone listening to this and say, oh, I don't have anybody. You do. Again, they're, like Corinne said, there's somebody in him who, while you don't know them right now, <laughs> they're going to be a listening ear that will care about you. It's not just, they're not just like a paid, you know, kind of fly on the wall. They're, they're people who genuinely want to uh, listen, uh, to engage you wherever you're at. I mean, if you're a believer in Christ, like we're going to, Jesus is going to be in the room as a part of that session. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're not a Christian, they're going to listen and care just as much um, and, and process through and invite what's needed. So there's always somebody. Amen. I, an image that came to mind is the, you know, the, the side by side. And so obviously in counseling, we talk face to face and there's value because there's the nonverbal we pick up. There's the communication, you know, mm-hmm. the verbal communication we can pick up. And we can reflect back to them in, in a way that they can see and mm-hmm. consider. But in terms of relationship, one way to develop trustworthy ones is the side-by-side where there's giving and receiving. And you can then develop different layers, different levels of friendships in community. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like shoulder the burden of carrying someone's couch right, to the U-Haul, mm-hmm. or out of the U-Haul into the, the new apartment. Mm-hmm. Shoulder someone's need for food when they have COVID by bringing over a bag, right, and leaving it on the doorstep. But there's, there's always a way to shoulder. And so I think one of the things where we get stuck is in this ourselves, the sense of, like, we're uniquely broken, we're uniquely alone, mm-hmm. and it really limits our ability to see mm-hmm. what is out there mm-hmm. so yes we we are here and available at in him and there's someone you can come alongside to help and to receive right, That's right. either a, a short neighborly welcome mm-hmm. or something more involved but continue to cultivate those things that god provides for you yeah and you're going to have different levels of care mm-hmm available within your growing community. Mm-hmm. It takes intentionality. It takes time. Yeah. It takes courage yeah, it does. to open yourself up to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We always tell people, thank them for sharing their story and mm. encourage them that this is, this is a brave thing that they're doing to share, whether it's the first time that they're telling someone, you know, telling us something, or if it's just that they haven't, haven't felt the ability to share with somebody else then. Yeah. It's still hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. And, and, you know, the reality, I love what you said, both of you. You know, we're all, we are all broken being healed. You know, we are all in some way being restored and continuing to, to journey. And uh, so there is, there's a commonality <laughs> in that 
Um, and then I think, Corinne, you may have said this earlier, and just, again, just reminding us of it. None of us, none of us, professional or friend, are able to, to fix it. You know, we're, we work through it together, and the healing comes, but the reality is, is there is no, there is no miracle drug, there's no, you know, miracle kind of like um, moment necessarily that we are going to bring. Uh, it's, it's a process of healing, it's a process of trusting, having the courage to engage. Um, the one who can bring the miracle moment is Jesus, <laughs> and we, we'll always come back to that, you know, because the reality is, is that, uh, we are human, and we're frail, and we're finite, but man, Jesus is, he's the one, um, he's the one who can bring healing, and hope, and restoration, even in the darkest moment, and he's always there, and so just again, encourage you to reach out to him, um, and, and, uh, and point others, you know, bring others along with you in your journey with Jesus, well, thank you both for another great episode. And uh, look forward to connecting again here soon on our next episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. I want to encourage you to reach out to In Him Christian Wellness if you need to talk or if you know someone else that may be in crisis or could use a counselor, their website, inhimchristianwellness.org. You'll also find uh, the link in the pastor and counselor description. Take care until next time.